0: A lot of privilege, just a lot of prestige. And and he's going somewhere and he's using his zeal to arrest Christians. And yeah. he thinks he's doing he God's thinks work. he's doing God's work. And then God just like intervenes and, and converts him. And it's like God takes his same personality, which I, I'm assuming is pretty intense, and, and use that that zeal for Christ and for the gospel. Hello, this is Pastor John. This is Pastor Tim. This is the Every Moment His podcast, broadcasting from uh, beautiful Kearney, Nebraska. Yeah. And the cranes are probably on their way, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I suppose so. It's Well, it's warm here. It's 55 degrees today in yeah. January. I wonder if their GPS gets messed up when it's uh, <laughs> nice here. Yeah, do they think about they think about life different than humans? Because humans go south for the winter. Yeah. And I guess the cranes do too, but it's much further north yeah. in the summer they go real far north
0: is it a taboo thing to talk about like having a hunting season for cranes <laughs> i don't think so oh i just i wonder if i think in other states you can hunt them
1: that's right i had a friend in uh, canada who who said that um they're the steak of the sky
0: it tastes pretty good
1: but i don't think uh the Kearney tourism board would appreciate yeah, us taking out any cranes
0: yeah there's plenty of geese here anyways
1: yeah plenty of geese it if cuts. i was a goose
0: i would live in yanny park because you can't <laughs> shoot them there and that's where all of them are every time i go to yanny i'm like who pooped all over the sidewalk yeah oh, it's the geese it's
1: a hazard it's
0: canadians all right well <laughs> you uh, know in
1: canada they just call them geese
0: but here they're called canadian geese yeah right imported yeah <laughs> So uh, we're talking about the man, the myth. That, no, he's not a myth, but he is a legend. Yeah, the man formerly known as Saul, who is Paul, who wrote Romans,
1: and the majority of the New Testament.
0: About one third of it.
1: Is that, is that fair? Like, Gospels take up a lot. The Johannian yeah, epistles, the John, John Peter quite a bit. Letters, Peter,
0: Revelation, but yeah, Paul wrote like Romans, Galatians, Thessalonians, First and Second yeah. Corinthians.
1: I guess I mean, Luke has, is maybe his rival, because Acts is a pretty long book, yeah. 26. Needless to say, Paul wrote some stuff. He did. And um, Yeah, Luther even calls him the apostle. Yeah. Right, the apostle. So, Paul's a baller. I mean, <laughs> he, he wrote
0: a lot of stuff, and he wrote Romans, and so it's kind of helpful to maybe know a little bit about the man behind the letter, Paul. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, I wonder if Paul... Paul wasn't a dad, so I don't know if he mm. had any dad jokes. But
1: Do we have much humor from, from Paul? I think so. We do. He, it's, it's a little dark humor Yeah, he's sometimes. kind of a sarcastic
0: guy. He's a little snappy with the sarcasm sometimes. Yeah,
1: yeah I th- this is a rerun, but I think it's kind of... I don't know. It's at least in the semantic range. But did you hear about the two nuns that... Um, they hitchhiked across North America. Oh yeah, they're Roman Catholics. Yeah, yeah. they're the Roman. Yeah. If you have any Roman Catholic Catholics,
0: listeners, yeah. that's that's for you. So, there
1: we go. Okay. Okay, get that out of the way.
0: So, tell me about Paul.
1: Yeah. So Paul, um, yeah, again, very influential. Not one of the twelve, right? Not a not a follower, not an eyewitness of Jesus. Uh, well, he may have seen Jesus personally. He did. Uh, and, yeah.
0: But he he didn't. He was not a pre-ascension witness yes. of Jesus uh, the other disciples saw Jesus after the resurrection in that period of 40 days but uh, it seems like yeah Paul saw Jesus and pretty powerful experience reported to us in Acts chapter 9 yep um, but it was it was post ascension after Jesus had ascended to the right hand of the Father yeah
1: yeah so uh, this is uh, we we just recently celebrated this the con- Commemoration of the stoning of Saint Stephen the martyr. Oh yeah, right after Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, yep. right? Get the um, stones out. Yep. But in that narrative, we have uh, Stephen preaching to uh, some Jewish leaders. He ends mm-hmm. up getting uh, killed. He's stoned. He sees Jesus uh, standing uh, at the right hand of God, which is interesting, and then. All the guys who are stoning Stephen, they lay down their coats, their outer garments at the feet of a man named Saul, and Saul approves of this death. And soon after that, he gets super zealous, um, and he writes to the high priest, and he gets a letter so that he can go around to the other synagogues, and he can put all the Christians in jail, drag them into jail. And so he is a persecutor of the church. Yeah, not a great guy. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty. And it says, you know, he's uh, in Acts, he's breathing murderous threats against them. Yeah. And I was struck by this thinking about it. Like, how do you go from now? Paul was a Pharisee. Yeah. He studied under uh, a very influential uh, priest named Gamaliel. Gamaliel? Gamaliel. Gamaliel. Uh, and uh, very influential. His dad was a, um, a diaspora Jew.
0: Meaning he did not live in Jerusalem. Yeah. He lived in the Hellenistic world, which would be the Greek world. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think it was uh, Cyrene, actually. Yeah, Tarsus. Tarsus, well, Cil- uh, Cilicia. Tarsus and Cilicia. So, kind it's kind of interesting, because he is aware of what it means to be kind of an outsider, I would say. He's not a Jerusalem Jewish person, right?
0: Yeah, he's probably a little bit more cultured mm-hmm. than, than the Jerusalem Jews. Like, he, he knows Greek. Right. He's been trained in probably stuff like logic and rhetoric and some of the pagan kind of classical. Yeah. Um, philosophical stuff. Yeah, philosophical. Yeah. Smart guy.
1: And you can see that in his writing. He mm-hmm. knows the philosophers. Greek philosophers.
0: And he's able to to write a letter. So the letter of Romans is written in the style of, you know, classic Greek Roman letters. It follows a structure. Yeah. It has the rhetoric of, you know, an ancient letter. Um, Yeah. But, you know, but the thing about Paul is that, like, the guy is super zealous. I mean, he's like um, caffeinated. (laughs)
1: You know. <laughs> Good word.
0: Um, he's committed and he's fiery, and I think he was in his persecution of the church because his zeal for God was was strong, but it was yeah. misdirected.
1: So you could kind of see him as like an like an up and coming young gun, right? He's a theologian. Yeah, he's a zealous Pharisee. He he's also a Roman citizen,
0: mm-hmm. which was significant because yeah. not a lot of people were. It's a yeah. very he. That a lot of people had to pay a lot of money to get that. It's a, it's a, it meant something.
1: Yeah, it actually saves his life.
0: In in the Book of Acts, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so he's kind of a, I, he, you know, it's, he's not a nobody, right? He, he's yeah. kind of like a big deal. It's almost he's... if
0: you'd have somebody who was like, in, the postdoctorate program at like an Ivy League school. Right. I mean, he's a right. smart guy. He's got a lot of privilege. Just a lot of prestige and and he's going somewhere and he's using his zeal to arrest christians and yeah. he thinks he's doing he thinks work. he's doing god's work and then god just like intervenes and and converts him and it's like god takes his same personality which i i'm assuming is pretty intense and and use that that zeal for christ and for the gospel and what yeah. a what a, an amazing thing that a third of the New Testament was written by a guy who was throwing Christians in jail. That's, that's kind of a cool part yeah. of our story. I remember learning that for the first time as a, as a Christian and being like, "No wait, Paul
1: was uh, yeah, right. It was, was Saul? Saul. Yeah, and
0: he hated Christians. I was, yeah. Huh.:
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating story and You know, you're an apologetics guy. You like to defend the Christian faith. Like this is a hard data set to grapple with because you think why in the world would this guy who was publicly known, hating Christians, Mm -hmm. he did a complete 180 and then was, he got beat up so many times. Mm -hmm. He went to all the synagogues. He used to be like an all-star at, and now he's being kicked out of those synagogues for preaching Christ, crucified and resurrected. Mm -hmm he's whipped with the uh is it called the cat of nine tails yeah
0: right so the
1: 39 lashes that jesus received i think he got it three times or two times
0: a very severe form of punishment um yeah i mean he goes through this in one of his letters to the corinthians about all the kind of trail of sufferings that he has yeah just beat up basically says like if 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 I haven't seen the risen Christ, then why in the world would I be doing this? And and it's interesting that even, even unbelieving scholars, and by that I mean people who study history or the New Testament and say that Jesus was not raised from the dead, they will typically acknowledge a lot about Paul, that yeah, he was a Pharisee, that he did persecute the church, that he did have some kind of experience that turned him around to Jesus, and that he did suffer greatly and and that that he wrote uh the letters that he wrote now some scholars will try to say well paul didn't really write first and second timothy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but almost everybody agrees that paul wrote romans galatians and that the historical details he mentions about himself are true yeah uh, which we read about in acts so,
1: um. yeah, so he's, he's a dynamic character, to say the least. And yeah. what's interesting is when, um, so Jesus appears to him. He's on the road to go uh, to Damascus. He's going to persecute some Christians there. Jesus appears to him, and I was thinking about this. Is there any other post-ascension uh, appearance of Jesus besides um, when Stephen is stoned? Well, you have
0: John's revelation, right. but that, I mean, seems to be like a vision. Yeah. And cause John says that he was on the island of Patmos on the Lord's day and um, had a vision. But um, yeah, um, that's interesting. I'd have to think about that more. Um, and, but it is that that appearance of Jesus to, to Saul, who becomes Paul, is significant enough that Paul can rank himself among the apostles in 1 Corinthians 15. Yeah. Because he goes through the whole tradition that was passed down to him, that, you know, the Lord appeared to Peter and he appeared to the 12 and that he appeared to all the other apostles. And then last to me as one untimely born. Right. Um, And that word is an interesting word. It's the word that in the Greek can be used with like, stillborn or Hmm. kind of like a a, a, A child born without a father possibly untimely pregnancy and so so paul's saying like yeah i'm kind of the runt um i'm the last in line because i persecuted the church but i also am an apostle because i did see the lord jesus
1: yeah so apostle right means sent ones right they're the ones who are deputized by jesus himself and And so paul claims apostleship. Mm -hmm. Um, He claims that authority because he saw the risen, like he had a direct commission from Jesus himself. Yeah,
0: that you will be my chosen instrument to go to the Gentiles, which that plugs us now into Romans because Paul is going to go to Rome because he wants to preach the gospel to Jew and Gentile. The Roman church was likely founded by Jews, but the Jews were actually kicked out of Rome uh, in the in the 40s uh, AD. Mm-hmm. And some of them may have returned by the time that Paul wrote to Romans, but they would have returned to a largely Gentile church that probably met in homes. Yeah. And so Paul's writing to a, a largely Gentile church, it appears. And then Paul is hoping to use Rome as a launching base to go to Spain, which would be to the ends of the earth,
1: of the known world at that time, to the nations, to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. So he is uniquely qualified. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has a terrible backstory, terrible history of persecuting the church. Jesus directly calls him, Mm -hmm. um, appears after his ascension, appears to him, calls him, says, why are you persecuting me? Um, I have a job for you to do. When, 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 uh, Saul actually loses his vision for a few days, Mm -hmm. right, in the You can read
0: about this in Acts 9, by the way.
1: It's a great story, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then as he is going to get his vision restored, what's the guy's name? Ananias. Ananias. uh, Jesus talks to to Ananias as well.
0: Yeah, because Ananias is like, uh... I don't know if I really want to help this guy because yeah. last time I heard he was like putting people like me in jail, and yeah. Jesus is like, "Just do it." <laughs> well
1: Jesus, I, I kind of like what Jesus says. He says, "Yeah, I know." Uh, um, but I will show him how much he must suffer for my name." <laughs> so don't you worry, right? And, and Paul does go through the ringer. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He the does. yeah. How does it, what's the end of Paul's story? I guess we don't have complete crystal clear details
0: yeah and the new testament's funny like that because um, the book of acts ends in chapter 28 with Mm -hmm. paul got to rome and he preached the gospel under house arrest and people were able to come and visit him and happily ever after the end Uh, well it ends with him you know basically saying to the jews in rome like uh, you guys are hard-hearted, and you're not listening to the gospel. Uh-huh. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, the scriptures don't tell us what happens to Paul. Church history suggests, and we don't have any reason really to not believe it, but that he was martyred, put to death under Nero. Right. Because it was under Nero that the persecution got thick. Yeah. Um, Nero was kind of a psycho. So.
1: Absolutely was, and he blamed the burning of Rome on the Christians, the Christian people. So, So. yeah, so Paul likely lost his head for the gospel.
0: Right, and it's like, Paul's life is interesting because there are these kind of like poetic things about his, like he caused Christians to suffer, Mm -hmm. and then he ended up suffering as a Christian. And for Christians. And for Christians. And he's able to embrace that in a beautiful thing, as a beautiful thing, saying, that in my sufferings, I'm actually conformed to Christ, and I have fellowship in yeah. the sufferings of Christ.
1: If you read Paul's uh, letters, he almost always drops a little bit of a nugget about how much he's suffering for the gospel, because he is. he is. He's in prison, or he's you know been shipwrecked, or whatever. Um, but I think it, it's such an interesting thread that I've been fascinated with for a long time, because you know, he says, like, actually, we're we're being pour- I'm being poured out like a drink offering, right mm-hmm. now, um, and all day long we're like sheep being led to the slaughter, mm-hmm. uh, and so and by our poverty we're, we're making many rich, and it's like he laces this language into all of his messaging, and his whole life is like exemplified by suffering, and yet
0: the gospel is so incredibly good and final and thorough that that Paul's like, he's able to take the worst things and use them as opportunities to know Christ and to rejoice. That's just yeah. pretty crazy.
1: He says, totally worth it.
0: Yeah. And another thing about Paul that's kind of poetic is the fact that, like, as a Pharisee, he would have probably seen Gentiles as the dogs. Hmm. He would have seen them as, as unclean. The Gentiles would have been like these sinners. And he's as a Pharisee, he would have wanted to be separate from them. He very much prided himself in his Jewish identity, that he kept the law, circumcision, food laws, Sabbath keeping, all that. He would have prided himself in those things. And God like took all that away Mm. from Paul and gave him a different kind of righteousness, which is Christ. And then he made him the apostle to to the Gentiles. So it's like, here's this guy, that hated Gentiles. And now he is like an apostle to the Gentiles. And so if we think, there's a couple like modern ways to think about this, to sketch it out. Like Paul's life is like if a Christopher Hitchens or a Richard Dawkins, these are really famous atheists Mm. who just hate Christianity. Uh, Christopher Hitchens, he was not as as uh antagonistic as maybe like a Richard Dawkins or a Sam Harris, maybe you guys have heard some of these names, but these really, really kind of rabid atheists becoming a Christian and preaching the gospel that yeah. that's what this is like with Paul, or it's a total worldview change, or you know somebody who is like is, is racist and just looks down upon people of different ethnicity, going out and planting churches now among those people that's kind of what happens yeah, with right. Paul yeah.
1: And he leads, I mean, he doesn't live a terribly long life and career, but it is jam-packed mm-hmm. uh, with this kind of suffering for the sake of the Gentiles. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's um, Saul, now known as Paul, St. Paul, mm-hmm. the apostle, the one sent um, from Jesus uh, to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Pretty incredible. So we're going to hang out with him for a while. Yep, we yeah. can't actually
0: hang out with Paul yet, mm-hmm. but we will hang out with his letter, his kind of um, his golden star, the Romans. It's the best letter. Um, it's it's maybe a little risky to say best letter because Galatians is really good too. But yeah. <laughs> uh, in Galatians, Paul is feisty. It's
1: true. He's, He's a little bit
0: more reasoned than calm in Romans.
1: Yeah. So cool, Uh, I'll end with an Augustine thought. Okay. So uh, St. Augustine, I read one time, I don't know where it is in, but he said, uh, you know, the greatest work of God is to convert the heart of a sinner. Mm. And he was in the midst of reflecting on all of God's creation, you know, how vast the world is, how vast the stars and all, all of the beauty of creation. And he says, by far, his best work is to convert the heart of a sinner. The most magnificent thing he does. Mm -hmm. And I think St. Paul is a great picture of that. Mm -hmm. Like, who else can change the heart of a man like that to go completely the other way and suffer for a totally different cause? And even us, you know. Right. um,
0: One of the thoughts that's passed my mind as we're preparing and preaching Romans is that You know, I always pray that I pray that a sermon series like this could mean uh, the conversion of people, um, hearing that maybe have never really understood the gospel or why they even need it, to be like, "I need that." Mm -hmm. That's a miracle, right? And uh, yeah, so
1: yeah. Well, let's commend our work to God and keep at
0: it. All right, Amen.